in the center, we talk a lot about spirituality. But I think the difference between our center and perhaps some other places is like the Rav said. When he gave unto the sons of the concubines, he gave them spiritual teachings and he sent them eastward to the east countries, meaning that things like yin and yang, things like zen, all stem from a spiritual root. There's no question about it. But what happens in their root is, for instance, there's black and white. There's things that you do and there are things that you don't do. You don't eat meat. You don't. There is no such thing as gray. In the teachings of Kabbalah, it's eat as much as you want, but remember that while you're eating, you're eating not only for yourself alone, but also that you should have the strength to be able to do for others. That you should be able to say, thank you that I've received all of this so that now I can share. And the difference being is that what is real spirituality? What is spirituality? Is it somebody that meditates on their navel four hours a day and they walk out, now they're spiritual. They've gone to alpha level and they stayed in alpha level for three hours. But when they go out in the street and the next guy comes next to them and asks them, can you help me for a moment? I don't have time, I'm busy. That's not spirituality. And true spirituality isn't something that you buy in a textbook. And it isn't something that you can sit alone on a mountain and receive. True spirituality is work. It's like when you take a diamond and it's stuck in the earth and you take it out just the way it is, it's a piece of coal. But only when you take that stone and put it under thousands and thousands of tons of pressure do you get a diamond. Spirituality is the same thing. It means that a person that has truly become spiritual had to work for it, has to go over the ladders, the, the, let's say the, not the problems, but rather the, the, the uh, tests to become more involved in spirituality, like the Rev was saying. It's very simple to flow with the tide when things are just, quote, going your way. But how do you respond and react when things are not going your way? That's what makes spirituality. The pressure. The pressure to make, and anyone who claims they be, reach spirituality without working for it, then it's not spirituality. Spirituality is tests which we go through throughout life to refine ourselves and to become closer to tolerance. We learn not to be arrogant. We learn not to be egotistical. And how do we learn? We learn because when that door opens and we see it, we don't close it and go into a space of meditation. You know, like the guru says, he sees a, a man meditating for four hours standing on his head. Well, everybody knows he meditates four hours standing on his head. Isn't he great? But if nobody saw him meditating for four hours on his head, would he still do the same? That's spirituality. To become one with the light even when there is nobody else around but you and your conscience. To become one with the light when somebody that's a total nudnik that you really don't like comes and asks you a question and you know you don't want to be involved with it but you still have the patience for that one moment. That's spirituality. And when we reach a place that we're sick and we feel that we've got no place and we're heading our head against a brick wall and we say, thank you for the opportunity. I know that you're there. Just help me find a way to reach you. This is a truly spiritual outlet. This is one of the things that we try to teach and learn here in the center. We don't believe in negative and positive. 
There's always the gray area. And in the gray area is when one learns the most. It doesn't say that we shouldn't have a desire to receive. The Akedah that we spoke about yesterday, the Akedah Yitzchak means that he was the totality of the desire to receive. Okay? Because he was left column energy. He was Gevura. But what happened? God said to Isaac, God said to Abraham, don't destroy that left column. That left column is the drawing force. It's the negative in the electric. It's the push that makes the circuit go. Bind it. Temper it. Use all that power that you're given to direct it. Like who's more capable of spirituality? The man who runs for his business and runs for his social life and runs to do things and, and then uh, comes home and he sleeps less and he goes out again in the morning, a real hustler, or the guy that does his job, comes home, watches his TV show and goes to sleep and does the same thing for 80 years. Obviously, it's the pusher. It's the one who has more desire, whether it be to make money or to have success or to have, or have, to have honor, whatever it is. If a man has that type of a drive, this is the power that you can use because via this way you become more spiritually inclined. And by the way, that's the reason why Isaac never left Israel. The reason that he sent Eliezer to find him a bride. Now, we know that Eliezer was not, as Eliezer wasn't even Jewish, right? We know that. And yet he trusted him to do one of the most uh, uh, serious uh, things that could be handed to another man to do, to find a bride to be the soulmate of his of his son. So obviously he knew that Hashem, that the angel, and by the way, it wasn't that Eliezer, Eliezer just picked her. It was, it says, and it came towards the dusk. We know that Isaac created the prayer of Mincha, the afternoon prayer. And therefore, when Rebecca came out, the aura that was around her shone so great that there was no question in his mind. That's why he says, where are you from? Like, he was asking the question, but the question was evident because Isaac himself was there choosing Rebecca to be his soulmate at that moment. That's why it said, and it was coming towards the evening. The evening is the time when he went out to the fields to pray, and it was Isaac that instituted the prayer of Mincha. And those of you that don't know, you should know that the two prayers, according to the uh, uh, Jewish faith, are supposedly things that one must do, is Shachrit, which is Abraham, and Mincha, which is Isaac. The third column, the central column, which is optional, is Yaakov. How could a third column be optional? Because it is optional. We have a desire to share. We have a desire to receive. What we do with it is up to my central column, is up to your central column. Therefore, Yaakov, therefore, Marev, is an optional prayer. Because it is an optional prayer. It's up to each and every one of us whether we want to grow towards the, towards the energy of the light because most of us know that after 120 years, the difference between me and anybody else in this world is six feet of dirt. That's the only difference if we haven't done something in our lives that matters. And what matters is, is that when we sit with somebody else and we can give them one word that says, hey, you know, that makes sense. That's something that I can learn. And it sparks a spark that brings them closer to the energy of Hashem, to the light of Hashem. We've done something. Each and every one of us have the opportunity to turn ourselves. I'm not saying give up your business and now work for the light. You are light. Share that which you've got right this moment with somebody else. That spark will remain. Everything else that we've got, unfortunately, becomes six feet of dirt, at least for seven years. And even after that, by the way, the Zohar says that those of people who haven't really finished their job in this world become like the dirt of the earth. And those that are part of the light rise so we all have a choice. That's what Hashem, we should make the choice to be part of the light.
Thank you. Thank you.